Hey, it's Carlin from Iron Tusk, and you're listening to 25,000 Miles Radio Show.
thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, no, no, thanks for having us. I really appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your day before the weekend to chat with me. Um, so for the sake of our listeners, could you tell me who you are and what uh, band you play in? Yeah, my name is Carlin. I play drums in Iron Tusk. Uh, we're like, uh, I I can't really say we're a heavy metal band or a punk band or whatever, but we're, we're from Six Gun Nation. Uh, we play loud music and uh, we're putting out an EP on Monday, April 20th, uh, and that EP is going to be released on a nice green cassette on Transistor 66 uh, Records out of Winnipeg. Also, it's going to be available uh, on all digital platforms, Spotify, iTunes, just about everything that's digital that releases music. Yeah, you said you got uh, a new album coming out uh, April 20th. Uh, It's called Dream Eaters. Uh, It'll be available digitally, like you said, Uh, but it's also going to be released on cassette. Why did you choose to do a cassette release? Yeah, uh, we really value, like, music collectors and for the past couple of releases releases we've done they've been on cassette and we've had high volumes of people purchase uh those cassettes so there's definitely an, an audience for people that listen to our band but also you know it's it's a physical copy of something that's cool i mean i don't really see people buying cds that much nowadays but also um Again, there's a lot of music collectors. Uh, we eventually are going to do a vinyl release probably in the summer, but for the time being, we wanted to get a, get something out on cassette. Uh, it's a little bit more cost-efficient. And, I mean, having a, having a cassette, having like a physical copy of something like a cassette is really cool. And like growing up on the reserve, didn't have much access to CDs or anything. And uh, a lot of... A lot of the vehicles I owned back in the day were all all high cassette cassette tape. So it's a it's a combination of a lot of things. But I think uh, as a band, it's uh, it's affordable to to put out. But it's also just having that uh that piece of uh, I guess musical history. And like Calgary, one of the big things about Calgary is uh there's the Calgary Cassette uh, Preservation Society. And there's so many cool punk and metal bands that are on on that uh, website. So I've I've always wanted to be on there, and thankfully the that collective has put the recent Iron Tusk releases on their their uh, reviews. So it's 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 a uh, it's a lot of things, but uh, I wouldn't do it if no one bought it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. There are people that are interested in purchase, purchasing cassettes. Awesome. Um, yeah, because I guess how much cheaper do you is it than than printing vinyl, doing a, a tape? You know what? Uh, for a seven inch, it's about a couple grand, and for a cassette, it's like four hundred, five hundred bucks. Oh man, so like can't lose. <laughs> no, no, and it's like you save. Yeah, it's like a quarter of the cost of a vinyl, and I mean, it, it really when you're like we were, we wanted to, we had plans to with this release before the, the whole pandemic hit. We're like we were gonna do a seven inch release, but uh, we just wanted to get it out because again we don't know when shows are gonna be happening again. So it kind of put a delay in our plans because we we really did want to do the seven inch, but we figured okay let's get this out digitally and then we'll just add a cassette for the time being. 
Yeah, nice. Good call. Um, you, yeah. you kind of uh, mentioned it just now, but um, how is uh, how is everyone in your uh, your family with this whole COVID nineteen thing? You know, we're doing okay. Everyone's uh, everyone's healthy. Everyone's following all the the daily updates we're getting from the province and from the federal government. We're just taking care of each other. It's actually for me a lot of the work I I do on my day to day requires me to be away from home. So. For being, being home for the past five to six weeks has actually been really good and just connecting with my family more. Uh, a lot of Zoom calls, a lot of conference calls, but it, it feels good to be home, but it just feels good that uh, everyone's taking necessary precautions. I mean, and you were like a pretty busy guy too because you were, you're drumming for Iron Tusk, you're drumming for No More Moments, and you are uh, a council member for Six Sick Nation. And yeah, had- yeah, and like again, the council work is it's it's pretty steady. Like, there's so much uh, so much going on in my day to day. On top of that, like we get a lot of we get a lot of phone calls from our our nation members. So I have a my day to day is like my day started early and it's probably an end late. But that's something I prepared myself for over the years, and it keeps it keeps me busy. Oh yeah, I bet. And, I bet. Uh, yeah, and then like uh, no more no more moments is actually in the process of uh, writing a new a new record, and we plan to record at the end of this month. So just gearing up, like getting all the clip tracks, getting all the drums done, and so there's a lot a lot of a lot of work to be done. But also just taking time to spend with my family as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, what got you interested in in being on council? Well, I think. Uh, in this day and age, there's a lot of a lot of things that are happening in the world. And as a young man, I've been in I've been in politics for like three, four years now, and I just wanted to offer what I could back to my community. Uh, my background is actually in social work. And I do a lot. Prior to being on council, I was doing a lot of work with like young young people who are uh, struggling with addictions and mental health. So I just wanted to, I wanted to do more for my community, and uh, actually being on council has allowed me to access resources, more resources for my community, but also to show young people that you have the potential to to do what you want, whether it's in music, whether it's in politics, whether it's in education. So really, uh, just wanted to be a, I guess, a role model for the other people, and just like I mean, I had a really rough upbringing and overcame a lot of barriers in my life and I just want to show people that there is a way and you know you're uh anything anything is possible I know that sounds really cliche but really and whether you do it whether you're in music whether you're in sports whatever it is you're doing if you're putting in those hours to work for something hard you're going to see some good outcomes as you go uh that was a correct answer Carlin (laughs) (laughs) yeah um, how about Moments Fest? Uh, obviously there won't be one this year, but, um, do you still have your hand in that? Well, you know, that's the thing about, uh, my, my busy day to day. Like we were, we started planning Moments Fest in uh, December and like we were working on making it bigger and better every year. We, we had a few fly-ins for a couple bands we were going to fly in and, we wanted to make like we wanted to present something big this year, and uh, as soon as everything 
kind of happened, we had to cancel, and it was it was a very hard decision because a lot of uh, we put a lot of hours into planning, and like we were applying for grants and stuff and getting funders. So it was very disappointing when we had to make that call. Um, but we, we planned to come back, and we planned to you know do what, do what we do. We this year we were going to have camping. It was going to be two days. And, uh, yeah, we had a lot of, a lot of support and a lot of hype behind it. So I think it just gives us more ammunition to go hard next year. And, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of cool bands that I'm looking at booking. Uh, you know, there's so many, so many amazing people that want to play Six Gun Nation. It's, uh, it's actually been really cool. Yeah, man. Um, who, dude, who did you have? Who did you have? Who are you going to fly in? Well, uh, there's this band, uh, they're called, uh, we, Iron Tusk actually played with them. They're called a D Boy. They're like a kind of like a Ramonesy punk, like really aggressive and a raw punk rock band. They're from Toronto, and they're actually on uh, Dine Alone Records. So those were one of the bands. And then yeah, we were looking at uh, we were just trying to book some other bands as we as we went when, once we secured funding. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, it just it just really put things uh, on hold. But uh, I will say. Uh, we, we've in the past we've booked some amazing bands as well. Uh, most notably, I don't know if you heard about this, but we booked a uh, cancer bats last year. Oh, nice! And it was is really really cool because uh, it actually opened the door to some other opportunities. So uh, I'm a big Alexis on Fire fan, and when Cancer Bats played Six of God, they had Wade from Alexis on Fire filling in on guitar for them. Cool. So. I got to see my favorite hardcore band and then my favorite guitar player, Wade McNeil from Lexus on Fire, played the reserve. And like, that was just amazing. It was so amazing. Uh, when Alexis on Fire came to Calgary back in January, they like hooked up a bunch of tickets to, to some kids in my community. They did a backstage meet and greet before the show. And they even like paid for the transportation for the kids to go to the show. So it was really cool just to build that foundation and like, you know, hang out at the Saddle Dome and, backstage it was like so things like that like with all the again go back to what i said about hard work and building connections there's payoffs like that and you know i'm really excited that i have a friendship with my friends like my my heroes like let's stop fire
that's that's awesome. And every festival starts like you know, small, small, and then it gets big. And that the Moments Fest seems to have done that because it you know it started small. Now it's like you booked cancer bats. You're booking. You're flying bands in or trying to. And uh, I mean, we always want to. We our goal has always been to expand and like you know we. But again, our biggest thing is that we don't want to. We don't want to make money off it. We just want to be an affordable festival for you know festival goers and like families to attend. It just it's one of those things that we we don't want to look at it as a business, but more of like an organization and make it make it an event for everyone. I think that's what it is for sure. Yeah, and like again, it was it was a really tough call, but I mean, realistically, it would have been able to happen anyway with all these restrictions. So. It is what it is. Yeah. So, uh, including Iron Tusk, uh, bands have still been uh, releasing their albums like planned. But uh, the part that kind of sucks is that uh, there's no shows, obviously, right now. People have kind of seemed to be bummed out about the whole thing. But how are you guys dealing with it as a band? Like, you've released this album, and now it's like, well, now what do we do? Well, we put a we put a lot of effort into this release. Uh, we really wanted to wanted to, uh, I guess, step it up a notch. Uh, we're working with a publicist where we uh, we got it professionally mastered. And just wanted to just make it a present something to people, our supporters and people who are to the band, something new and something different. So I think uh, there were so many different components and elements that went into this release. And yeah, typically when you're releasing a record or an album, you have a release show and a couple dates lined up. Uh, it's been, it's been a little bit of a struggle for us because I remember like when we did our last release, we had like a weekend tour lined up and like we made back all the money we invested into the last release. Uh, thankfully there's been like a good amount of people that are pre-ordering the record, actually getting, getting some radio play, getting, people, amazing people like yourself calling us for interviews. Like, that's the payoff. I'm like, we got some other cool opportunities coming up. Uh, CBC Calgary is going to be doing an interview with me on Monday. So I think uh, it's with interpretation. Uh, although there's no shows, being able to get that exposure and that audience and being put on a good platform to have your music heard, is, it, it, makes, it fills that void. Yeah, I guess it's a really good opportunity to explore different avenues as well. Yeah, and it just goes back to being creative and like how you can get your record out. Uh, I, I mean, I was for the past year or so. I've always, I've always had like this uh, thought in the back of my mind: the way things are happening in the music industry, like there is going to be a need for change, and I think this is a uh, an opportunity to give the industry. Um, a way to reflect and go forward, but make it accessible for everyone. You know, I think uh, small bands like Iron Tusk, are, you know, are finally getting a little bit of a payoff and finally uh, getting those opportunities. You guys, you kind of mentioned this before, but uh, you guys are on Transistor sixty six. How did you hook up with that? Yeah, uh, like a lot. Again, a lot of Calgary bands and a lot of bands in Edmonton and Western Canada. I put releases out on Transistor 66 and I've always kind of had my eye on eye on the label and everything and thought what they're doing is really cool like a lot of the music they put out is very diverse and they really uh they're very inclusive 
And when the time was right, I I connected with the the guy that runs the label. His name's Arthur, and he actually put out No More Moments his record. And then uh, Iron Tusk like put out like a two song EP, and he said, "Hey man, I'll put out Iron Tusk's record too." And so it just kind of worked out naturally for us. Uh, just building that connection again, and just you know, I think he he seen what we're doing was different, but also we had something special to offer. And he's, he's been very supportive, like getting our music online digitally, uh, you know, sending our music out to college radio stations, just just being there to support us. And it, it's really cool to have uh, someone, I guess, from the outside support us. Yeah, like everything helps, you know, even if it's, you know, just having the connections with like radio show hosts or whatever and just sending it out there, you know, at least your music's being played, you know, on the radio or something. Yeah, and like I, I know, like there's this whole wave of indigenous music happening in our country, and I think it's amazing. I think there's so many amazing artists out there, so many good hip hop artists, so many good country artists, so many different like diverse indigenous musicians out there. I think one of the things we want to bring to the table is uh, some representation of metal and punk bands because you really never see uh, like a heavy metal band or a punk rock band in this indigenous future content. So we, 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 although we, we, we like what we're doing, just doing our own thing, but it'd be good to have other bands be represented in, in like, uh, like the Juno awards. They have like an indigenous music, uh, uh, category, you know, just stuff like that. We just want to, I guess, break down those barriers. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's time. Yeah, and like I mean, for us, like we've never been like one of those bands to say, "Oh, we're we're an indigenous metal and punk band from Saskatoon." We're just a band from Saskatoon, like everyone else. Like we're doing our thing, and we have our own story to tell. Uh, you know, we don't want to be, we don't want to have special treatment. We just want to be treated like everyone else and be recognized as you know peers. We're we're not we're not a bad indigenous band. We're just we're just the same as everyone else. Yeah, man, like, that's just a bonus on the side. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I have a lot of love for uh, what's happening in the indigenous communities, and I think it's great that a lot of these artists are finally starting to get a get a bit of uh, getting featured and things. It's, it's, it's about time. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, so to the best of your ability, because I know this is going to be kind of off the cuff, and I know you've been doing this for a long time, but do you remember the best show you've ever played? And on the flip of that, do you remember the worst show you've ever played? <laughs> uh, you know, there's been so many... Uh, okay, I, I've, I've had a combination of both. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll start with... Uh, okay, this is the best worst show we've ever played. We, we got to open for CKY back in 2017. And like, oh, yes, we, yeah. I, I grew up like watching like Viva La Bam and Jackass and all that. So I was like always a big CKY fan. And uh, when we got a, we got a, the opportunity to open the show, it was like awesome. And, uh, you know, one of those milestones and everything was going cool. Like we loaded in early, like did the sound check. We placed second. Uh, and yeah, like we had a, there's a decent amount. It was, the show was, I think the show was sold out and this was in Calgary. And, uh, yeah, uh, just like two, three songs in, my kick pedal broke. <laughs> and uh, we only had like 25 minutes to play. So I had to play that set 
with no kick pedal and, and as as a drummer it was like the worst thing ever. And I I was I although it was a really awesome opportunity, I felt like I was like, damn, like I blew it like so I, I mean ever of course the feedback was okay, but I just personally thought, damn, like well, of all shows, why this show? You know? <laughs> Be- it, because it's that show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, another another op- another amazing opportunity was uh, we got to open up for Red Fang, and like that was amazing. Uh, I I love Red Fang, and when we got asked to play that show, that was like just the crowd was amazing. Uh, you know, uh, another opportunity to play in front of a different crowd, and you know, a lot of people still remember us from that show. So, um, and just watching like Red Fang, like you know, be awesome people, and like load their own gear and then like not have that that whole rock star mentality they're just nice people a solid crew and it, it was just a good experience you know I, I really really feel when you get those opportunities to play larger scale shows I think you need to soak it all in and learn and learn and observe the do's and don'ts of uh, playing those kind of shows not bugging the bands for a selfie or anything you know you know what I mean <laughs> yeah oh totally <laughs> Oh, yeah, but you totally yeah. did, though, didn't you? Hey, uh, you want to do a picture? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, of course we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so this is probably the most important question I have. Yeah. Be- because you're either one of these people or you're not. But, Carlin, do you pee in the shower? <laughs> uh, I don't. I, I, I have a daughter and a, my, my fiancé, and they keep me... I have to be very hygienic, so <laughs> maybe if I maybe if I looked in a punk rock house, I would. But no, hey, no, I don't. <laughs> hey man, you you don't have to explain yourself to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, thank you for the questions. I really, I really appreciate when uh, a lot of like a lot of the interviews, uh, the interviews uh, know know a little bit know a little bit about the band. That really means a lot. Yeah. Well, I kind of had a leg up. Yeah. I, I didn't tell anybody yeah. that I had a leg up, so I was like, oh, this will just work out well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's been, it's been really cool. I, I got to do, uh, you know that band, uh, Masked, Masked Intruder? Oh, yeah, you're going to be on uh, Intruder Green. Yeah, and he, 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 was, like, he was so cool. Like, he, like he, uh, we just made it work. It just flowed naturally. He asked me all these weird questions, and it was fun. It was a, he's, I love his accent, and, you know, he just... <laughs> Has so much knowledge and perspective. Like, I remember seeing them, Mass Intruder. They played the Republic with uh, Lego what? in a few years back. And it was, was so it, cool. Was so, it, wasn't it yeah, strung out? It was, it was strung one out. Of those cool, one, of those, one of those cool milestones. Oh, yeah, totally. Was it Was yeah. it, uh, it? Was strung out in Mass Intruder, right? Was, yeah, was it strung out? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. I, oh. they, uh, there's so many good shows I used to come to Calgary back in the day. Oh, I know. So good. I missed the Republic. I, I did you ever get a chance to do any shows at the Republic? Um, I didn't do the Republic. I did. Uh, I did play Moments Fest. Um, yeah. I played uh, Dickens. Yeah. Uh, Broken City, and the Night Owl when that was a thing. Ah, uh, yeah, the Night Owl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, it's it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, what will happen when this is all over? I really hope like the venues 
like Dickens and the Palomino and Broken City really pull through. Like, yeah, I like they've been they've been so amazing to everyone, and I I really hope everyone can come together and help them, you know, get get through this. Yeah, like I think the sad reality is is I think some of them will stay open, but I think some of them yeah. are just gonna have to close their doors. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 becoming the norm where things are shutting down or just canceling. So yeah. Um, and I, I do have one more question for you here, my man. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, what do you think the motivation is to keep going and to keep creating? Because, like, as you, you've been doing this for years, and you know how hard of a road it is. So what do you think that motivation is? I think the motivation behind this band specifically is uh, just keeping those, uh, those that lifelong friendship with the guys in the band. Uh, I grew up with them, and... I, I I know we're all busy doing our own thing. Um, like oh, again, like my our guitar player, he works up north in Fort McMurray. He, he does two weeks on, two weeks off. So uh, we really have to schedule things around him. Our guitar, our other guitar player, he's an addictions counselor. Our bass player, he's a he's a tradesman, so he's always uh he's like I think he's a carpenter or something. So we're 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 all doing things, and just to have just to have that uh that time together. It's for me. It's really valuable because like these are people I grew up with and spend like most most of my youth with. So I think uh, just having that connection with those guys and you know just playing in a band of people you love. I think it's really really important. But also I, I think it's really uh, I think the payoff is uh, watching other young young people from our community and other communities getting get into music. I think uh, I think we need more bands out there. I'm sure, uh, you know, there's the next big band that we haven't even heard of yet. And maybe they're from Calgary, maybe they're from Sixth So there's stuff like that that makes makes me excited. And I just want to, my hope is people who are struggling with like mental health or going through addictions or just battling any sort of adversity will look to music and use music as a way to heal any, any trauma or any any sort of uh, battle that they're going through. 